Welcome to Sue Watches Buffy, a podcast where I, Sue, am watching Buffy and Angel for the first time while my sister Emily guides me through. Today we are covering a couple of Season 7 Buffies. We are watching, or covering Help and Selfless. So, I'm Sue. And I'm Em. This isn't springing high-flying fun. I loved him more than I will ever love anything in this life. And I put a sword through his heart because I had to. That all worked out okay. The flaying of Warren Mears truly inspired. That was Watercool Avengers. His Lloyd has a sketch of it on his wall. Breathtaking. It's like somebody slaughtered an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> well. I don't know. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Let's just get into it. <laughs> Fine by me. <laughs> All right. Um, we traditionally start off with a little cat script. Mm-hmm. First off, so we can get present cat out of the way and then start talking to future cats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It'll so, be a weird when present cat and future cat meet. <laughs> do you think they'd kill each other? I know. <laughs> <laughs> or become best friends. <laughs> a little Xander action. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the montage is coming back. <laughs> Get a little queen going. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, double bicycle through the park. <laughs> Walks on the beach. <laughs> Future cat knows what we're talking about. Present, Present cat, cat is like, not. What are they talking about? She has yet to experience that. <laughs> She's gonna love it. She will love it. <laughs> Early season five. Present cat. (laughs) Okay, cat's crypt. Hey, ladies, it was great to see you both over the weekend. I can't wait to move back to Utah. It gets harder and harder to make that drive back to sad old Wyoming. (laughs) Actually, this time it wasn't so bad. I only cried like an appropriate amount and not the entire way. (laughs) Oh, that makes me sad. I know, we had a little discussion about it. Just... All respect to our family that lives there, but every time Rob and I go, we're just like, ugh, this is just depressing. (laughs) 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 Something about it. I mean, you know, it's fun because there's family and everything, but... To be there permanently? Oh, no. No, no, not happening. (laughs) I love my weekends out there, but 
Yep. <laughs> I need cities. I need a state that has more than two escalators in it. <laughs> B, call- <laughs> B calls Utah the future. <laughs> I think she calls everywhere but Wyoming the future. And that's really sad. I mean, we're from Utah, and we're like, Wyoming sucks. <laughs> I know. Like, Harold's in Chicago probably going, you girls. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> we've gotten out of Utah. We have. We've so both, we do. We've both <laughs> we, we know there's other. <laughs> okay, anyway says, I think it's getting easier the closer March gets. So, yay. Yay. Cat's moving back to Utah in March. This week's slew of Buffies was very enjoyable. I got to watch them with Emily. She did. We watched all three. I know. I'm jealous. It was fun. <laughs> so, I didn't write any notes, but I have a, but I have a little to say from memory. Pangs. Well, not so much for this one, but I liked it. I enjoyed Buffy taking her Thanksgiving dinner cooking and assignment so seriously. And the reveal at the very end that slipped out about Angel being there amused me. <laughs> yeah, it did. She laughed pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> Something blue. Spike and Buffy were hilarious. What happens to Buffy when she falls in love? She becomes so annoying. <laughs> That's a question we've all asked. <laughs> or at least when I have. Yep. There were funny things with all the spells, and it highlights the fact that Willow is still practicing her skills and not quite adept at being a witch yet. Like the spell is supposed to be that if it be her will, it shall be done. But even just a whim or a sarcastic wish of hers came to be. Oh, and as soon as I saw that gray-haired witch girl, I knew her to be Willow's true girlfriend. (laughs) Gray-haired. I think they prefer the term ash. (laughs) Ash blonde. <laughs> Gray hair. <laughs> Not Michelle Trachtenberg. She, my brain wants to say, is Buffy's sister, but that can't be a cousin. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. A sister would be ridiculous. <laughs> Buffy's an only child. <laughs> um, I wonder what she is. You'll see. I wonder. <laughs> Hush. This was a great episode. Visually stunning with the gentlemen and their goons. The gentlemen were so amazing, they looked like they were riding on invisible segways. They were very scary and cool. But my brain kept singing, There's a kind of hush all over in Lenny. <laughs> From the Simpsons voice. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I put that song by Herman Sermons on the beginning of the podcast. I think you did. I wish I had used Lenny's. I totally forgot about that. I did too. Does he say it was bully ball? I think so, yes. <laughs> what, who else is Lenny going to sing it to? <laughs> Maybe Carl. <laughs> I've got to hunt down that Pin Pals episode. That's a good one. That is a good one. I don't quite remember why. I just remember it was being... Um, a- <laughs> and they're rhyming Homer with Homer? Genius. 
<laughs> okay. Thank you for that memory. <laughs> Even putting that song in that podcast didn't remind me of Lenny singing that to his bowling ball. <laughs> I can't quite remember why he does it. I think someone else says they sing to their ball, and so he's like, I from everybody. <laughs> What can I say about the bachelor party? Pretty stupid. Except that we got a little backstory on Doyle, which I enjoyed. I could not get over how badly drawn the dotted line was on Doyle's forehead. It was all crooked and the dashes were all varying lengths. I was like, why even bother? Because <laughs> those demons were stupid. This was supposed to be a guideline for a surgical procedure? <laughs> Just cut his head open any old way. You'd get a better result. Than if you followed that wonky line. <laughs> that's how good that episode is. That's all she could talk about. <laughs> I will remember you. This was the best episode ever. <laughs> it opened up the floodgates on all sorts of emotions. It made me cry no less than four times, I think. <laughs> Catch one of those. I love it. <laughs> And okay, yes, I'm hypersensitive, but justifiably so. I was just, it was just way heartbreaking to see them together again, knowing that another goodbye was inevitable. But then Angel becomes mortal, and you think for a while, maybe Joss's cold, dead heart has thawed and provided a window of opportunity for them to actually work. And you get a few minutes of annoying Buffy, and you're like, ugh, why do I want this to work? <laughs> but then Angel finds out that he's crap at fighting when mortal and that Buffy will soon be in very grave danger, blah, blah, blah. So he chooses to give back his mortality and be the hero, to go on saving the world and ignoring his heart, and this is what pisses me off so bad, that he is the absolute arbiter of whether or not their relationship can exist. There is another person involved here, but he makes that decision. At least he does the merciful thing and erases her memory of that day and night. There were a few funny things in the beginning with Cordelia and Doyle that I was amused by. Here are a few examples. When Cordy and Doyle get back to their office after the skirmish involving Buffy, Angel, and that demon, Cordelia found a bunch of dirt on the floor and thought it was Angel, like Buffy had dusted him. But then she's like, oh, I swept that under the rug. <laughs> <laughs> Same scene, Doyle looks around and says, boy, when they fight... And when Buffy and Angel come back and Cordy goes, You came in from the broad daylight. You got an umbrella. Oh. And about the mint fudge cookie dough or whatever abomination ice cream. Cordy goes, It goes straight to your thighs. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> oh, and when she and Doyle were awkwardly waiting upstairs while they thought Angel and Buffy were getting groiny. <laughs> but then we're actually having tea and cookies was good fun. Um... Okay, I think she gets... I was going to remark on the angel stuff, but I think she gets back to it. <laughs> Hero, we get Doyle trying to talk some sense into Angel. I'm thinking Doyle must be unaware of what true and perfect happiness does to Angel. Oh, do we ever see Angelus on this show? Oh, I'd like that. Anywho, it is just really hard to accept Angel's decision from last episode still. I'm going to answer that just for you, Cat. Yes, we do see Angelus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're being a lot 
nicer to Kat than you are to me when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> Kat's crypt is just a sidebar. <laughs> I don't feel as um, closely guarding. Plus, she seems to know a lot. <laughs> and you have been knowing nothing. <laughs> That's just too much fun. Yep. Okay. So, anywho, it's just really hard to accept Angel's decision from last episode still. But, you know, it reminds me a little bit of Peter Parker's conflict in Spider-Man 2. And I think you guys know how I feel about that movie. Yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> if you don't, and for the listeners, I'll just say that it is in my top five favorite movies of all time. And it's shocking to me how much I love this movie because I am not a superhero movie fan. Like, hardly at all. But I love, love, love this movie. Cat and I are not-so-secret major Tobey Maguire fans. Yes. <laughs> and we can't really explain it, but we have weird crushes on him. <laughs> <laughs> and this started before, before he was, he was Peter Superman. Parker. Yep. Yeah. Spider-Man. Not Superman. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> hey. <laughs> not so much. I like superhero movies. <laughs> A kind of similar conflict going on here that I find abundantly interesting. Having to choose between love and being a hero, in short. Both have totally different and nuanced circumstances and consequences, of course. There's just something so, I don't know, is it egotistical? This throwing away a chance at true love? Does he know how rare that is to find? For this, like it's fulfilling a sense of obligation to help people or whatever. He's just going to do that forever? Who wants to live their life like that? Like thinking you know for certain what the future holds for you. You don't. No one does. That's the beauty of life. Being part of that mystery. That adventure where things are in constant flux and change. Okay, I really must stop. I just... Okay. Here's how I look at it. He's more of a martyr than it's egotistical to me. And it, mm -hmm. it all stems from how evil Angelus is. And what how long he had the horrible things he did he feels every day and so it's really more hero I think it's I like to use the term martyr because he seems kind of broody about it right <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like he feels he has to and it's his his obligation to the world to pay back um they haven't used the term yet. I think they started in season two. The word champion. He's a... Right. They kind of refer to him as a champion. And I think... I can see where you could use the word egotistical. Especially in light of, like, making the decision for Buffy. But like I remember saying in the podcast, I feel like Angel just couldn't live. And that's kind of egotistical. He he could not just be Buffy's little side arm candy that can't fight and watch her fight. Right. That would make him more broody than he is now. Right. And surly. It'd make him more surly than broody, and it would be very bothersome for everybody involved. And I don't think Buffy would be able to handle it for very long. He has to be the champ. He has to be a champion. That's in his blood, and it's not only that. It's payback for all the horrible things he does. He's he's paying penance, and that's 
really what Angel is about is trying to make up for what he's done in the past and he just he can't fulfill that by being mortal and all the lives he saves is kind of not worth it in light of just being able to be with Buffy. Right. And it is it's it is kind of stinky that he made the decision for them, but I don't feel as incensed about it as the rest of the world seems to. I kind of see him as a champion and that he made probably the right choice. And it sucks that he had to make it for Buffy, but she, like I've said, she's young and in love and she has a whole, I don't know. And I'm just not as into their relationship, so I right. I step back a little from it. I'm more step back than someone that's really into it. Same. And he did wipe her memory, so it's not like, you know... Right. It's not like she's remembering any of this. So that helps. <laughs> but no, I agree. It is. It's He's paying penance mm-hmm. for being Angela's for however many hundred years he was that, you know? Yeah. He did a lot of bad things. He did, and he remembers it all, and he f- feels it. I believe he yeah. can. I mean, he was extra bad bam, bam, vampire. <laughs> I mean, he yeah, Angelus is no Spike, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't just a vampire. He was <laughs> like evil vampire. Like he was evil. He was especially, you know, just especially bad. Yep. So anyway, so but it's good feelings, Cat. We all, you know, you'll get over it. Riley can't Riley (laughs) yeah what are you complaining about Buffy's got Riley he's awesome he's dreamy Riley's my favorite (laughs) I don't even think present cat buys that (laughs) no I think she's already said she doesn't like him (laughs) I just mean buys that we feel that way. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so I just have to mention a couple observations from this episode. Angel's neo-Nazi hair is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so sad that Doyle is dead. That end was so great. They played his commercial again that ends with him saying something like, I'm done now? Aw. I know. Yeah. Podcast notes. So I take my notes sometimes while I'm watching and then listen to the corresponding podcast, then do my cat's crypt emails. Sue had the same I-don't-know-how-I-know-but-I-know phenomenon that I had with regards to Willow's lesbian transformation. (laughs) (laughs) I find that so funny. On your infinite jest discussion, I really don't think David Foster Wallace makes up words, but he does use a lot of arcane words. The dictionary I lugged around along with the novel happened to be an early 20th century edition. My other, more modern dictionary wasn't cutting it. And M, I've thought about reading Infinite Jest on Kindle. The last time I read it was in 2008, and I've been thinking it's time to read it again. But my copy is in storage in Utah. I've wondered how all the footnotes and footnotes with footnotes would work. That sounds confusing to navigate on Kindle. (laughs) Let me know if you try it. The built-in dictionary feature would be very handy. 
Sorry for the inordinately long cat's crypt. It's just what I can so personally relate to certain episodes of my universe seems so closely mirror Joss Whedon's evil universe things happened in my brain, and they make me go off like this. Two episodes in on The Walking Dead, American Horror Story, and Fargo. Love them all so far. Cheers, Legata. Still haven't gotten to American Horror Story. My project was catching up on <laughs> Walking Dead. But that is coming. But boy, I've heard some. Isn't like some group trying to ban American Horror Story? Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't heard. Must be pretty brutal. I I have heard the, the first episode is quite graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen them yet either. Yeah, some group for decency of some sort or something. I don't know. Bunch of biddies. Yeah. All right. And then she has that little correction. Oh, correct. Okay. We have a correction. I think I meant archaic instead of arcane to describe some of David Foster Wallace's words. Because I found when looking up some words he used, the definitions often included archaic or now obsolete or something to that effect. But actually, arcane kind of works too. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, Did you use a more modern dictionary when you found words you didn't? Um, I don't think so. I think I was using a pretty old one. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I wonder which one's right. I'll I'll have to read it now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Kat. It was good to see you this weekend, too, even though I only got to see you for about half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, I didn't... We were pretty busy, too. I had my big... I had a big thing on Saturday, and they were busy, and they didn't even see Rob. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he he worked all three. That was his only days working the entire week was those three days they were here. And he gets up at 6 and comes home at 6. And on those days when he's working that many in a row, he's like, he doesn't even get home at 6. It's more like 7 usually. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much has dinner and goes to bed. <laughs> and then he's gone at 6 in the morning again. Oh. So, and they were never around when he got off work. Yep. I was camping and... I definitely saw more than you did. And I even got to watch Buffy with Cat. It was fun. Yeah, if I hadn't gone camping, I probably would have broken my... I don't want to watch older Buffys till I'm done real. Yeah. (laughs) Just watch those with Cat. (laughs) But, Yeah. I got home Sunday at around 11, got cleaned up, showered and stuff. Dad dad and cat came over around 1. That's fun. And then they drove back to Wyoming. So, anywho, well, thanks, cat. Don't worry about the long cat script. People love them. Yeah, that's fun. So. It's, it is fun to revisit old episodes and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's getting through them. So, but now's the time to say goodbye to present cat. Yes. So, stop listening, cat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we. 
start on, in on the feedback for this these episodes. We got a little bit of feedback from B and Ray who missed um, the angel missed the deadline to send in. So they just kind of did a little feedback for the our last episode. The angel episodes um, deep down and ground floor and the house always wins. So we thought we'd just read that. Um, okay. So B says, if anyone cares, here is this newbie's feedback. Deep down, Wesley rescued Angel. I was told right, but still sleeping with Lila. I hope this is all part of some bigger plan. He seems to still care about the gang and is still fighting on the good side, so he hasn't completely become Darth Vader. <laughs> I think the whole gang owes him a giant apology. I'm looking at you, Fred. <laughs> Fred's getting the stink eye. <laughs> How traumatic to be left for dead, then your friends try to kill you and tell you never to come near them. Why can't they do a Willow Terra-style makeup with two sentences of dialogue and happily ever after? <laughs> Minus the next day death. <laughs> also love that he was going to take away Justine's bucket. <laughs> I had to watch that part twice because I thought he was going to get it with the wrench, and I didn't pay attention to the dialogue. <laughs> Connor sucks. Glad Angel was able to recover enough to give him a talking to. And seeing Cordy in Mystic Floaty Land saying, I am so bored, made me giggle so loud, Lucy came and patted me and made sure I was okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Ground floor. I thought this was going to be the how Lila got so evil backstory, but I'll take cool Gwen also. I really enjoyed this episode. Two badass groups going after the same relic. I liked I like Gwen. I would be cool with seeing her again. Not down with a dang love triangle. Angel, the show, and the vampire, you are better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I would say hope that it is instigated more by her since she is never able to touch anyone out of love and how awful is that? Definitely instigated by her and he was it seemed like his heart starting just like shocked him into like yeah it did something to him it was like a reaction thing not not yeah. something that he consciously did you know that's how i saw it me too it just kind of maybe spoke to the traditional thought of what a heart is <laughs> you know right. kind of right. metaphorically just made him reach out and kiss the woman that was right next to him. I don't know. It disturbed me too, B, I gotta say. I'm all about Angel and Cordy, and so I did have a slight problem, but you step back and you look at it objectively. <laughs> and I do like Gwen, and I feel bad for her that she isn't able to touch anybody. Okay. The house always wins. Yay, Lorne! I would totally be down for an entire episode of his show. <laughs> I caught on to the house fluffy comment immediately. Ha, so did I. The only scene I remember from one Terminator movie is when the Terminator calls and asks about the kid's dog, but uses the wrong name and realizes the other Terminator is there. So that alerted me immediately. <clears throat> because Lauren is a diva, but a compassionate soul first and foremost. So I knew he had to be held there against his will. 
Cool that Cordy could intervene. My theory is that she broke some rule in doing that and got herself kicked out of the higher being realm. Mm-hmm. At least temporarily. That amnesia had better not last. <laughs> Do you want to read Ray's? I didn't even get on Facebook. Okay. I'll just read it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Ray Doria says, Connor sucks. Quote from B. <laughs> Not as much as I did. <laughs> it's just all she says. <laughs> the only time she mentions on her sucks. <laughs> Welcome to life as an angel fan in season four. Ha <laughs> ha. I didn't know why Joss has an obsession with bringing in new angst-filled teens multiple seasons into his already established shows. <laughs> he really is angels, Don, in that way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry that I didn't get to rewatch these before you recorded, so I didn't leave feedback. But I did finally get to them, and just wanted to say that I oftentimes find myself disagreeing with the rankings, but these seem pretty low to me compared to how good these episodes are. Yeah, we discussed that too, I think. Mm -hmm. I actually think Ground Floor is my favorite of the three, but all are very good. The premiere is awesome, but spends a lot of time resolving last season's conflicts and introducing us to some of the seasons. And I find The House Always Wins to be a fun one-off. But I love Ground Floor for some reason. I love the opening scene that introduces Gwen, the breaking of the normal formula, the confusion at first as to what we are seeing, and the way that it's beautifully shot I think is really cool. Consider me part of the Gwen Radon fan club. She is beautiful. I'm a guy, so I care about that sort of stuff. Her story is heartbreaking, and while she has great powers that can devastate people, she chooses not to use them for evil and actually saves a gun because she doesn't want to kill innocent people. Gwen is awesome. Yeah, you know, I don't... You know, I've, if you've listened to our podcast, you know I like Gwen, too. Mm-hmm. I just never really thought about the fact that she could be super evil. Oh, yeah. that's She could be, like, comic book villain evil. Right. Mm-hmm. She's got quite the... Like a... Magneto type power So I'm sure people listening know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) Well he can You did talk about someone From the X-Men was it? When we podcasted? Yeah I talked about Rogue Her touch of death But Magneto he's from um, X-Men too He can manipulate metals Where she seems to She can manipulate like electricity Right so, I guess she's more like Storm, maybe. <laughs> the Storm's good. But, yeah, no, she could totally make that evil. And I thought it was cool that she saved Gun. You know, she could have just left. Yeah. She's probably had some traumatic experiences in her life, you know, killing mm-hmm. people. <laughs> like that kid. In the opening scene. Did she kill the kid? Never really says. But, I don't know. I always kind of thought she did. She may have just knocked him unconscious. He might have survived like you can survive a lightning strike. You can, yeah. Spoiler alert, you never find out. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I would. (laughs) (laughs) Then, uh, I'll just mention this. Matt Asendorf chimes in that the actress that plays Gwen is the lead in Amazon's The Man in the High Castle. Which they've, it's a, I think it's a 
Amazon original series, and they've done the pilot, and then he says that it'll the rest of it will premiere next month. Oh, cool. Anyway, he doesn't all caps watch it, so it must be pretty good. I added it to my watch list. Nice, I'll add it to mine. All right. Okay. So, on to the current episodes we're watching. We got feedback from Harold. Uh-huh. And he says, help. It can be tough to do these one-off case of the week episodes because we don't usually care about the people involved. But help at least has a good actress playing Cassie. She is sort of a mix of high school Buffy, Willow, and Xander with her divorced parents, alcoholic father, love of ice skating, being a bit of a geek who put poems on the web, and her speech about wanting to live, which is reminiscent of Buffy's speech in Prophecy Girl. Now that I think of it, Cassie was a Prophecy Girl, too. It was no coincidence <laughs> that Joyce's picture was in the background during that scene where the Scoobies discussed Cassie's death. That was a nice final shot with the camera looking through a window as Buffy sits back at her desk at work. I was expecting something to step up the next episode, and instead it was just a quiet moment of her taking a breath, thinking of Cassie, and trying to regain her composure so she could start another day of counseling kids. I like that, too. That was a great final shot. It was a nice moment, because didn't she, right before it cut to it, said, what do we do? You know, we can't help everyone. We can't solve every problem. Mm-hmm. What do you do? And then it just shows her just going back to work. Just going back to work. There is, it's like, well, you do what was, you can do. It was fate. I mean, Buffy tried her hardest to save her. Uh-huh. You know? I liked Cassie, too. Yeah. I really like Cassie. Yeah. I was pretty bummed that she actually died. I was hoping she was going to be in the rest of the season mm. and kind of be a little bit of a Scooby, you know, Don's. Don's friend that wasn't annoying. Yeah, she wasn't annoying and she could have little premonitions. Right, right. Um, he says, selfless. An Anya episode was long past due, but I don't think they pulled off the backstory part. Anya's quirky personality made sense when she was a newly human after spending a thousand plus years as a demon, but it seems odd that she was like that originally. I thought that too. Uh, why I'm is not it? as down on it. I think it's... I wasn't really down on it. I was just kind of surprised and like, oh. I'm... I think it was supposed to be just kind of a surprise joke. Just mm-hmm. for kind of fun to be like, like ha, you thought she was that way because she hadn't right. been mortal for so long. <laughs> she's but she's always, always been, been that, that way. way. <laughs> I can kind of appreciate that. Not think about it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing he says about the rabbits, I do have a problem with. Yeah. Uh, why is it that she had no interest in selling rabbits as a human, was for a communist in 1905, but became money-hungry after she was returned to her human self? It doesn't make sense to me, except as an easy joke. Same thing with the rabbits. Why is she scared of them? I can see why they would remind her of her former human self, but why do they scare her? It felt like they put bunnies in her home in an attempt to tie up loose ends, except it didn't. How was she able to turn Olaf into a troll before becoming a vengeance demon? That's my question. Well, she was a witch. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, okay. It just sounds like she was just a straight-up witch. I know they said a potion, but really, anyone could do that? She, she was a powerful own. witch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> These are all minor quibbles, but when added together, it is what keeps her backstory from working as well as the ones we got for Spike, Angel, and Darla. Yeah, I I agree. The bunny thing was weird because it kind of makes me mad. It's like, why? Why did you bring in bunnies? It's like maybe something was cut. That's all I can think yeah, of. Yeah, something like that. Because yeah, my notes like, wait, was she just cuddling a bunny? You know. And why didn't they have the bunny like almost scratch her eye out or something? You know, do something that would make yeah. her like fear them. <laughs> exactly. It just, it's so weird to bring it back and have them. Yeah. Have her obviously not scared of bunnies. So right. we go, oh, ha! What are they gonna? This is gonna be good. Yeah. And then, exactly. Uh-huh. I know. It's Cause... it's it smacks of something being written out or you know and kind of not given a real good thought about it. Yeah. Or a scene cut maybe. Because frankly, I would just rather have the mystery and have them not have had any bunnies at all in this. Yeah. Scene. And just okay, Anya's afraid of bunnies for some reason, you know. Right. That's fine. I didn't really. I don't think about it much, but. Yeah, no, I don't either. <laughs> I only think about it when it comes up in the show. Right. Um, he says, having said that, the second half of the episode was really strong. The cut from Buffy stabbing Anya to the deleted scene from Once More in F- with Feeling, ending with her singing in her wedding dress, back to her seemingly dead, an amazing moment, and it makes you forget all about that time when Halfrek also wasn't killed by a sword in Older and Far Away. <laughs> Yeah, what'd you think of that? <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> I thought it was very sweet. It, it, It's kind of a sweet way if it was a death scene to like show this, I don't know, just happy moment of hers. Yeah, because, yeah, my note. Where she's just totally is... caught up in Marion Xander, just a part of her life that she was just. Oh, you know. Yeah, I was like, so are these like her death thoughts? Like, this is what her brain's doing, like in its final, you know, moments of life is bringing her to a good, a good place, you know, or something. And then when she wasn't dead, I was like, okay, she's not dead. This is weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. Liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, he says, I love that Anya was willing to sacrifice herself to bring back the fraternity kids and that DeHoffrin killed Halfrek instead because he likes inflicting pain, not death. I had been hoping for an episode that showed that Anya had learned something from being a human and this episode delivered it. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, Buffy had been distant from Xander and Willow for four plus seasons based on his lie that Willow told her to kick Angel's ass and it is disappointing that nothing came out of that revelation. I am not even sure if Buffy caught on that Xander had lied about it. Spoiler alert, they aren't going to discuss this topic ever <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, isn't that disappointing? I love the fact that they bring that back so naturally in conversation, but then yeah. it's just gone. It's just dropped, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I expect or want. I guess I want... Xander to get a little punished for it because it pissed me off when it happened mm-hmm. that he lied for Willow you know misrepresented Willow and basically 
like, you know, I think we probably discussed this, but she may not have, she may have bought more time and not stabbed Angel if she knew Willow was actively trying again. Right. But, you know, it was a good story. (laughs) It was. It was a good story, and, yeah, it is interesting that I don't think she did catch on. I don't think she caught that. Yeah, she didn't seem to, and... (laughs) Like Willow said, everything, that all turned out okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which was just perfect. (laughs) It was great. It was a great line. Um, He says, there is a lot to unpack in the argument between Buffy and Xander about drawing distinctions between which monster gets to live and die. And by what right does Buffy get to decide? I agree with Buffy, but Xander is correct that she is not always consistent. Yeah. No, Xander is the king of not consistent. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, when I do my arguments against Xander, I forget about this episode. And how hypocritical he is once again. It's it's crazy that I forget because this is just this whaps me over the side of the head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like the flames appear on the side of my face again. <laughs> flames. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Elizabeth will be happy to hear that. <laughs> True reference. <laughs> um, yeah no it, I really kind of enjoyed that little back and forth between Buffy and Xander yeah that's great it's yeah um, uh, his likes the, the troll doing an Olaf impersonation <laughs> <laughs> I loved a Hoffman's visit with Willow in the bathroom he is so excited that she called on him. The Hoffman is one of my favorite minor Buffy characters, and my first time around, I kept waiting for Willow to take him up on his offer of becoming a vengeance demon. Spoiler alert, it isn't going to happen. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think if it hadn't happened by now, it, it, it'd be too redundant to make Willow a vengeance demon at this point. Yeah. I like the Hoffman too. I find it interesting that she still had his coin. <laughs> yeah. If she's like, if I ever need this, even though she really doesn't want to be evil again. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, thanks, Harold. All right, thanks, Harold. Okay, so on the Facebook page, we got some what she calls mini feedback from help, and then we get uh, a Gmail for um, helpless. So Selfless. <laughs> helpless is like a combo of the two. <laughs> and a Neil Young song. <laughs> and a great Neil Young song. Okay. Oh, speaking of, Mr. Soul was genius at the beginning. <laughs> I was so happy to hear that. I heard like the first chord, and I'm like, "No way, Mr. Soul! It was 
perfect, and it came so late in the game for me. You know, I usually like... I spent a lot of time thinking about what songs to do, and I usually like to do a cheesy one. If I do one up front, uh-huh. I usually like to make it an old, oldie, cheesy song. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that's just the tone it's taken <laughs> throughout our podcast. Um, kind of unconsciously or something. I don't know. That's just how it is. So I do cheesy up front, and then I'll do a more serious one. And so that Billy Joel one was supposed to be up front, and then when I came up with Mr. Soul, I was like, okay, that'll be the end one. And then it just didn't work. And I'm like, for some reason, Mr. Soul's got to go up front, so Billy Joel's got to go in the back. I don't remember. Oh, just the way you are. Yeah, that would have been, you know, normally would totally have been the intro music. <laughs> I think it's, oh, I know, I know why. Not only did Mr. Soul just need to be up front, but it made more sense because I wanted that song to be more than just um, Spike changing for Buffy. I wanted it to be Willow also. Mm, gotcha. And I thought that tone would hit better. If it was at the end after we had discussed things. I don't know if anyone thinks about the music as much as I do. <laughs> but that's just how it worked. And we appreciate it because it's always great. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. Okay. Mini feedback for help. I really liked Willow visiting Tara's grave. That was a sweet scene, and Allison played it nicely. I appreciated that they didn't forget about something like that, because they didn't have to include it at all if they didn't want to. So are we supposed to think that this was the first time Will has been to Tara's grave? Because Xander did say, are you ready for this? So perhaps Willow... Oh, sorry. So perhaps Giles took Willow to England before they had a funeral for Tara, so she didn't get the chance to go to her grave? But then again, she knew exactly where her grave was. Huh. I say that's exactly what happened. It sounds like right after Willow, after the crayon speech, it sounds like he whisked her away quick. Because she's like, I thought you were taking me away to kill her. And it sounds like none of them had even, I feel like Xander and Buffy didn't even see Willow before she went out to England. I get the feeling she was just whisked away. Yeah, from everything everybody said in the first episode, first couple episodes, it sounds like she was just taken right to England. Nothing, no mm-hmm. squirreling around. <laughs> I think I think the rest of the Scooby gang buried Tara. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that was definitely her first time visiting. Yeah. I like that she did the little rocks. That's a Jewish tradition instead Mm -hmm. of flowers. Mm -hmm. I don't quite know why, but I know it is. Anyway. And I think she knew where the grave was because of TV magic. (laughs) And maybe Xander, right before we saw it, he did a little point or something. See that one right there? That's it. Right, right. Well, there's also the possibility that she wasn't whisked away, and she went to the funeral and then got whisked away, and then the headstone went up later. I mean... True, but I still feel like she didn't have any contact with stuff like that. I think she was... I think so. Gone. Like, gone the next morning or that night, gone. Okay. 
I didn't expect that reveal of the cemetery when you see her and Xander walking and talking. If I remember correctly, we didn't know where they were until they stopped walking. Is that right? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, yeah. Yeah, I just thought they were in a park or something. Yeah. Sue, did it surprise you when Cassie really did die at the end? Because, you know, Buffy has a pretty good track record of saving people. She did, yes. I was surprised and disappointed. Yep. And she ends it with, I didn't love this one. So that's all I got. Okay. Now, selfless. First and foremost, I can't wait to find out Sue's reactions when we see that big-ass spider crawling behind Willow for the first time. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was quite surprised when I saw it my first time. Sure, it was very CGI, but it's still a friggin' spider and a big ass killer one to boot. What? And a big ass killer one to boot. Side note: there is actually a movie out there called Big Ass Spider. I have it in my Netflix queue. I think we all should watch it. It looks super campy and fun, actually. Have you guys seen it before? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think my sugar high is making me a little tongue twisted. <laughs> Coke and donuts. <laughs> I did what I always do when a big spider appears. I scream, did you yell at me? And then I curse Emily. <laughs> you know, after I knew you watched them, I was going to say, Sue, are you mad at me? <laughs> but it really, it was just so fake. It was almost comical. It wasn't only fake. It it almost didn't even look like a spider. That's what I was going to say, because I forgot it was there. I totally forgot about it. And so when I did watch it for the first time after our podcast, and the girl in the closet said something about a spider, I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> oops. You're <laughs> not going to like me. No, no. I would say the, the tarantula that Lila has to get out to get the password or whatever for that email. That was that was worse. Yeah, but so then when you actually see the spider, I'm like, you know what? That looks so much not like a spider. Yeah. If if I would have seen it, mostly looking at it, I would say it's more a beetle-y. I don't know. It just didn't look, and it's not just fake CGI spider. It just didn't. It didn't look built like a spider. It was, it, it was, its abdomen was way too yeah. big for its legs. Like it should have had a way smaller abdomen with longer legs. That would have made it way worse. Yeah. It it just was so unspidery that I was kind of like, you know what? I don't think I even need to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. The worst part was just seeing it at very first. Yes, you just all start you seeing see the, leg. the legs, and I was just like, oh crap. <clears throat> And then when I saw it, I was just like, eh, not scared. I think that was a kind of an unofficial, how well do I know my sister? (laughs) It kind of is. (laughs) Okay. What did you think when Willow went all black-eyed and used her powers to fight off the mutant spider? And what was with her, for God's sake, shut your whimpering mouth to the girl in the closet? Do you think there is still a little bit of Dark Willow in here, Sue? <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there always will be. Yeah, and I think that's why she's so terrified of using mm-hmm. her magic, is because that can just come out in a second. And it's not just the magic comes out, it's, yeah, Dark Willow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
She is. Yep, that's just inside of her, and I, as long as she can control it, because she seems, I mean, if it just comes out for a second there, it did the job, it got rid of the spider, and it, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's going to take over her again. Well, it's she seems to have a pretty good control on it, and she's not super scared of magic. She's afraid of tapping into a certain kind, but it sounds like the stuff that she's tapping into on a daily basis these days is more, I don't know, hippie-ish. <laughs> you know, her just like healing herself with her thoughts and all of that stuff, and thus the flower she came up out of the ground from Paraguay or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. I just, I kind of thought it was neat that Dark Willow came out and she just kind of, shut your mouth! <laughs> I, I liked it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's there. I like knowing that that's just there and ready to pop out any second. Yep. All right. Then we see the demon arachnid again in the woods when Buffy and Xander are hunting it. I think I'd pass on that search if I was Xander. I make a dash even if I see a little one. <laughs> it's not the greatest CGI spider when it went on top of Buffy. And by the way, Buffy, why are you opening your mouth when the big-ass spider is dripping disgusting fluids out of its mouth right over your face? <laughs> Thought of that, too. I know. <laughs> Zip it, girl. I really like the look of the scratches and bloody wounds Buffy got from fighting the spider. It looked realistic. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Except I didn't see... I always see the wounds and I keep thinking, that doesn't seem to really match what the spider did, but what do I know? Yeah, because it was like way down her shoulder on her back, and I was like, I don't remember the spider being on her back. Yeah. But what if? What if? Going back a bit, I am calling BS on the scene where Willow is talking to Anya outside of college and see blood on the side of Anya's palm. Yet only minutes before, she was vigorously washing her hands to get the blood off. I watched it again, and she totally washes the blood off that part of her hand. Unless she touched some bloody on her way out. I guess I will just blame it on continuity. Or they just wanted Willow to see blood somewhere on her. I totally can buy that she was totally clean and she touched a chair or a wall and got a smudge. I'm yeah, okay with that. I'm okay with that, too. Because it was... It was pretty bloody in there. It was bloody in there, and she did scrub it off. So She was also a little um, wobbly and stunned. And well, and it was had all to get that over... Coat. Yeah, it was all over her clothes, too. So it yeah. could have gotten on her while she was like doing the coat up or, you know... Yep, or so. opening that closet to find that coat. Anything, you right. know. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, and they totally just wanted Willow to see blood somewhere on her. Totally. Although it, there was so much on her dress, they could have just had it, the wind flap a little bit or something. Then that would have made everyone happy. <laughs> <laughs> So after we see the opening scene with Anya and all the dead frat boys, what did you think when the next scene is all the odd stuff? I bet you weren't expecting that. Nobody was, unless they were spoiled at the time. Nope, I was not expecting that. <laughs> were you ever wondering if you'd see Anya backstory? Um, no, I don't think I really ever thought about it. <clears throat> so, I mean, I'm happy I did. But 
it's not like I was waiting for it, but it yeah. was fun. I it was fun to see Olaf. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, or Roy is that was that his name on Wings? That's his son. His oh, Roy was his dad. That's right. the dad's name. So he was um, R.J. <laughs> Boy, that's a pull. <laughs> minor character on an 80s show. It was 90s. a 90s show, was... and I watched it a lot. <laughs> I even did it. It came on Netflix. I even did a rewatch about three years ago. Oh, did you? Yep. Nice. It was fun. <laughs> there were even some later episodes I'd never seen before. Quite a few, actually. It had some. Tony Shalhoub was great. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's dated and. Right. <laughs> but it has a certain charm to it. <laughs> I remain a champion of. <laughs> I do. I remain a champion of wings. I still. It makes me laugh. <laughs> Crystal Bernard never had a good hair day in her life. It was always so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever know what was up with that hair. Anyway, okay. Do 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 do. Okay. There was some pretty funny lines as the villagers are running away from Olaf the troll like hide your babies and beadwork and hit them with fruits and various meats. <laughs> so she didn't have any bunny fear when she was odd. So I'm still hoping we find out where she got her bunny phobia. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. That's all I'm saying. Well, well I think Harold and I have spoiled Sue. <laughs> I guess we won't. <laughs> the fact that we don't. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really like that whole scene at Buffy's house with Xander Billy. <laughs> Sugar! <laughs> with Xander, Buffy, and... <laughs> Buffy and Willow were together. They would be Billy. <laughs> I am sure there's some Buffy Willow shippers out there. <laughs> Do you think they call him Billy? <laughs> I should ask. Billow. <laughs> it's better than Woofy. <laughs> Man, that's some great. <laughs> oh, okay. Moving on. Uh, Buffy and Willow when she talks. <laughs> Bet. Okay. Willow and Buffy. No more sugar for me. <laughs> Okay. Buffy and Willow, when the talk turns to Buffy killing Anya. Some really good dialogue there. And I know so many fans love the callback we got. We got to way back in season two when Xander tells Buffy Willow's fake message of kick his ass. I loved when Willow finally hears 
about that from Buffy and tells Xander with an annoyed face, I never said that. <laughs> that was good. But it glanced right over. I love Willow's line after Buffy said she put a sword through Angel's heart because she had to. She goes, and that worked out okay. <laughs> Her delivery was pretty funny. Yes. Sue, were you surprised when Buffy said she has to kill Anya? I was pretty much on both their sides on some points. I was on Xander's side at the argument in regards to finding another way or option. It just seemed a little extreme that the only thing to do was kill her. And I kind of didn't like when Buffy said she didn't care what Anya was going through. But I also can see Buffy's side too. She didn't want Anya going around killing any more people. And she chose to be a demon again for the second time. Yes. Yeah. It's a very strong argument that Anya made that choice Mm -hmm. again. Right, right. Um, But yeah, I I can totally see both sides too. And it isn't exactly like Angel. The wiki pointed out that when Angel was just killing people, Buffy hesitated and didn't kill Angel. But when the world had to be saved by killing Angel is when she did it. Hmm. Right. And she doesn't quite make that distinction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think she's also matured as a slayer. You know, that was... That was like five years ago. (laughs) Yeah, like four or five years ago. So I think she's taken her slayer job pretty seriously. And I was surprised when Buffy said that she had to kill Anya, but then I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. Anya's a demon and she just killed like and people yeah she has to be stopped and that's what Buffy does and so it makes she wouldn't make an exception like that for anybody else I mean right if it was just a random demon she totally would not make that exception exactly and she has a lot of good points about Spike that he well he didn't choose to be a vampire and he couldn't hurt anybody. He he was not able to hurt, and he was doing good. And, and he, was, he was helpful. And he was helping, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, Xander's got some good... I mean, Buffy was one of Anya's bridesmaids, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, and he does have a point that you could talk it out and try, you know, and she didn't seem to be willing, but... Right, but... Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't I don't think we're meant to solve it. I think it's supposed to be a debate, you know? Yeah. For sure. I mean, Anya Anya was showing signs of kind of regretting, but she also was showing signs of wanting to and she was getting worse. I mean, that was a big kill. <laughs> that was a lot of people. Mhm. That was and, a big kill what she did. And it's really douchey what they did to that girl but it wasn't yeah. like killing them over no you know no she could have turned them into things i don't i don't know not vengeance it's not good to be a vengeance demon and they don't do good they don't no um but you know what if spike had killed all those frat boys spike oh. was friends to people you know would would xander have made an exception or even wanted to talk about it no 
No, Xander wants to kill Spike every five minutes. Right. And Spike hasn't killed anyone in a long time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I know, it's, yeah, it's... I, uh... You know, and it's like Buffy did say, it's not like I want to do it, you know. Right. She's not looking forward to it. No, but she does have to disassociate herself sometimes. Right, right. And there's been times where she's been willing to kill Spike. Yeah. But hasn't really needed to. But well, I feel like I feel like if she felt she needed to, even at this point, she'd kill him. If she was doing what Anya was doing right now. I, oh, she would. She would. Yeah. She killed Angel. Like she pointed out. Right. I killed Angel. <laughs> you know? And, you know, she says, I loved him more than I will ever love anything on this earth. Right, right. And, you know, when she got there to Anya's, where Anya was, Anya was expecting it. it you know, and Anya kept saying, stay out of it, Xander. You know, yeah. you don't have a part in this world, you know. Right. She, yeah, she was ready for the fight, and she knew it was what Buffy had to do, too. Yep. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> Might as well talk that out now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did anyone notice... When Willow was going through the drawers looking for that pendant or talisman to summon to Hoffrin, you see there are a couple photos in the drawer that actually look like it could be pictures of Miss Kitty Fantastico. (laughs) It goes by really quickly, and you'd have to be looking for it to notice. Look at the scene again and pause it to see what you think. I remember seeing pictures, but I didn't see what was on them. I don't. (laughs) That reminds what happened to Kitty Fantastico? All I'm going to say... Is you kind of find out. I don't know when it is, but you, <laughs> it, okay. you kind of hear what happens. You don't have a lot of details. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Sue, were you more surprised seeing a fight scene with Anya and Buffy or the Anya musical number? The fight scene was definitely better, though. But it was an interesting place to insert the musical number right in the middle of the fight. It was like, hey, what's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> exactly what Sue did. Yes, my brain was like, what the bip, what the bip. <laughs> um, the musical number surprised me more in the fight, for sure. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Saw the fight coming, but not the musical number. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a little surprised that Buffy put the knife in her chest? Or did you think some other scenario would happen? You didn't think she was dead, right? Or did you? Poor Holly. Hallie, sorry. Poor Hallie. Maybe I should have seen that coming as DeHoffrin was talking about the life and soul of a vengeance demon would reverse what Anya did. But I never did. Be careful what you wish for, I guess. Oh, and that cracked me up when he calls Buffy Lady Hacksaway. Uh-oh, DeHoffrin told Anya, be patient, all good things in time, after she said you should have killed me. You think we should be worried for her, Sue? I haven't seen this up in a long time, and I actually think I liked it better this time. I will give it 8 out of 10. Bloody flat, frat boys. <laughs> um, I I did think Anya was dead. Yeah. It, 
I did too, know? first time around, and I was it was really disturbing to think she was dead, and then to see that, and then have it cut right back to her looking yeah. dead and being like, ah! <laughs> it's kind of traumatic. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> but yeah, I thought she was dead, because, you know, we're four episodes in to, or five episodes into season seven. And like you say, people, people are going to die. You know. You be dying. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I'm glad she's not, but I, I thought she was. I really thought the musical number was like her, the little synapses in her brain just doing weird things while it was winding down, you know? Yeah. Because I imagine if you die slowly, your brain probably does some funky stuff. I bet it does. Yeah. You know? So, I just kind of thought that was Joss's version of what happens. <laughs> Sing a little song. <laughs> Go to a happy place. <laughs> nice. What was funny is I was watching it last night for the second time. And uh, Cam had gone to bed and he came out to get some water and he came and sat in the living room with me. Like... <laughs> right when the musical number started. <laughs> and he sat there for about a minute drinking the water, and then he goes, Turn it off. <laughs> 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 and I said, Nope, you go to bed. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is kind of a weird moment, okay? <laughs> I know. He's like, What are you watching? And I'm like, This is Buffy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyone hoping that my husband's ever going to watch Buffy? Nope. <laughs> Not going to happen now. <laughs> Funny story about that moment. I have one. Um, when Matt and B were staying over <clears throat> a long time ago, mm-hmm. I was folding laundry in the living room and watching this episode, and they came home. And B had seen... Okay, so when I watched Buffy, and I was like telling everybody, you got to watch this. Mm-hmm. B started it and she got stymied at Teacher's Pet. <laughs> she watched Teacher's Pet and was like, nope. <laughs> That's like really early on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she had seen about three episodes, I guess. And so she knew there was a musical episode, I guess. And I was kind of surprised, because when she walked in and assessed the situation, and she goes, oh, is this a musical episode? And I go, no, this is, um, it's later, it's after it. It's, I'm like, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't watch this. <laughs> so I turned it off. And then we started discussing, and I said... You know, and I found out that she had seen through Teacher's Pet and just hadn't watched the next one. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we're going to watch Buffy. You have to see through the episode called Angel with me. And so mm-hmm. we sat down while she was there that weekend and we watched through Angel and then she picked it up from there. Oh, wow. And so that's kind of walking in on that led to her getting into the series. <laughs> did the opposite for Cam. <laughs> he was like, turn this off. <laughs> well, you know. You know B. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. And I know Cam. Cam hates musicals so much. 
Yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> yep. So. All right. Anyway, I just had right. a little story. Especially since you told that. <laughs> I was going to tell it during peace feedback, but that was just too good of a moment. <laughs> we both have walk-in stories for that exact scene. <laughs> I know. And it's like, if he would have walked in just two or three minutes earlier, he probably would have been like, oh, cool, a couple of chicks fighting. Right. <laughs> but nope. <laughs> It's like Matt <laughs> when Peter watched me when she was in season four. He sat down and watched the whole episode of um, Where the Wild Things Are. I'm like, don't let him watch that one. Congratulations, Matt! You just watched number one forty four. Palace. He watched number one forty three, but Emily's one forty four. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I think she also had him watch something blue, and he liked it. He's like, oh, this is going to make fun of itself. Oh, good. That's a good, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if it was before or after where the wild things are, but <laughs> I remember her telling me she had him watch it, and he, he kind of got a different image of Buffy. He's like, oh, it doesn't take itself so seriously, does it? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Last feedback is from B. Speaking of B. And she goes, hey, guys, here's my feedback for help and selfless. Overall, I wasn't really impressed with these episodes. Not nearly enough spike or something. <laughs> Maybe I'm just invested in Angel's storyline right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, help. I really liked Cassie. I was a little disappointed that Buffy couldn't be an outside-of-the-box counselor and offer some non-cliched advice, but I guess she hasn't really included sensitivity training in her Slayer handbag. There's a better word than handbag. Maybe quiver? She's arsenal? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that part was slightly disappointing. Also, I didn't like the jock from the beginning. Love the Freaks and Geeks cameo, though. Sue, did you catch both of them? I caught Millie, mm-hmm. and then I have a question. I think I might know who the other one is, but I'm not positive. Is it the kid with the coins in his locker? Was yeah. He okay, he looked familiar. Like, who is he on Freaks and Geeks? He's Colin. He's um, he appears with Millie quite a bit. He um, well, he's he's featured quite heavily in the pilot. Um, he's one of the kids that is included in he's one of the geeks that's included in the fight fighting um that's Adam. what i thought okay and then yeah. he you see him a few times he tries out to be the <clears throat> the the mascot, uh, the mascot and mm-hmm. he also was in like oklahoma and he and millie do like a little scene in oklahoma in the lunchroom <laughs> <laughs> yes okay <laughs> trying to advertise the play he's the one that uh, belongs to our facebook page and I think Rich and I have the opportunity to uh, interview him, but we haven't talked about that in years. <laughs> We've been doing a podcast on 18 episodes of a show for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten through like almost seven seasons of this. and I know. Four, four seasons of Angel. 
in about a year, maybe. <laughs> hey, I am not calling that my fault. Uh, nope. <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay, cool. I'm, yep. I got it right. You did. Um, okay, she says, funny how she still pulls her mouth to the side when she talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the scene where Spike is talking to Buffy and then it's revealed that it's a hallucination is just heartbreaking. And she comes in a little demanding sounding. I'm sure there were a couple of mama bear growls at that. <laughs> you know, weirdly, I kind of like it. I kind of like that it is really sweet, the fake Buffy. Mm-hmm. But there's something funny to me about how she, co- the real Buffy comes in and she's like, you got to get out of this place. <laughs> I have to say I like it more than I dislike it, but it it is. It's if it was a real Buffy, it would have been very sweet that she was that sweet to him. I like, got fooled. I thought it was. I, th- I I didn't think that. I didn't think of that as a hallucination. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's sad. Um. She says, but he does need to get out of that basement. Doesn't he still have a have half a crypt he could live in? <laughs> Seems like wasn't. Um, oh, I just forgot his. Well, that's what I wrote. Clem. I, I was like, did Clem take over his crypt? Doesn't he yeah. have a crypt? <laughs> Clem said he was just saving it for him while he was gone. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's just they want him in the basement. So. We just need to believe that his crypt doesn't exist. I don't know. Yeah. The crypt is not conducive to what they want to have happen in the storyline. They should have just blown it up or something. There could have been a short line about, remember when <laughs> the crypt blew up on Clem? Because, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense just leaving it open like that. Yeah. Um, I love the reveal that Buffy is in the circle and comes out to kick some greedy jock butt, but isn't afraid to threaten students when she knows something supernatural is going on. (laughs) Also, can I point out to Xander that there is almost always something supernatural happening, and after living on the Hellmouth for your entire life, shouldn't you just shut up and trust Buffy's instincts? (laughs) (laughs) Happens a few times a season. No one trusts Buffy's instincts. Yep. Uh, same with the vamp at the beginning. It's never not a vampire in Sunnydale. <laughs> Did they ever do an episode where there wasn't something supernatural going on? Maybe the body, but there was still the vamp in the morgue. I'm a mama bear who wants to eat Xander. <laughs> that is my favorite line ever. <laughs> I really if you it just it's so funny because it surprises me I just I would have pegged B as a Xander lover I know (laughs) she said she hated him and it was so early on I was like really I thought you'd love Xander like Kat does (laughs) (laughs) I just find it hilarious (laughs) she says 
Sad that Cassie still had to die, but Buffy is going to tell Spike that she really loves him. That is what I took from that. That's what I took from it, too. Um, and Buffy is going to actually make a difference in the world. Woohoo! I knew. I knew uh, <laughs> B would cling on to that. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, oh, yeah. little prophecy girl. Um, and I would argue that, I mean, Buffy is already making a difference in the world, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. I guess a big difference. Um, okay, selfless. Eesh. Love the leftover once more with feeling song and being able to hear more of the mustard song in the background. <laughs> it was so hard to say that you, when we talked about the mustard song and what's more with feeling, I'm like, there's more. <laughs> was that filmed and cut and then used in this episode? No. Nah. I don't even think it was written at the time. I'm sure it was just written for this. Yep. I loved Anya's backstory and that and she's always been blunt and frank, but used to love bunnies. <laughs> I totally <laughs> wanted an explanation there. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> but giant spiders and an entire frat house guild and starting the Russian Revolution. <laughs> Anya is totally worse than Spike. I like that Buffy is not above killing her friends and soulmates for the good of the world. Also, that spider demon kill was one of my favorite kills that has happened on Buffy. I agree. I oh, loved it. I loved it. When you know what's so wild? <laughs> and there's so many complainers about Buffy's easy kills. And I'm like, it is such a good joke that once in a while there's just an easy kill. I think it's a great joke. I know, because Ender's like, okay, we need to go get like all this stuff. And she just like... <laughs> you can't do it every time, but when they do it, it's genius to me. People complain about the easy kills? Yeah. Oh, people. <laughs> when it happens, it's great, and it doesn't happen that often. It doesn't. Um, okay, in the end, I guess my prediction that Willow and Xander may end up back together was ended with the not any more sweetie comment. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm over you, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that as one of my quotes. <laughs> um, and Xander and Anya's lingering goodbyes at the end. Not saying that Willow wasn't a real lesbian or anything, just that sometimes people fall in love with other people regardless of gender or former gender attractions. Willow loved Tara but maybe that doesn't mean she is incapable of finding another man attractive. That's just been my thought. I'm sure aided on by my recent watching of Tick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought Anya was going to be killed off this episode, but looks like she is here to stay a little longer. Sticky Lucy kisses B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's my opinion that someone that's been heterosexual would probably have more of a possibility of falling in love with the opposite gender again being more bi but yeah I don't know that what do I know but that makes a lot more sense to me than someone that feels you know we know people that have I was gay at five you know <laughs> I right, have right. never not been gay 
Right, right. Willow was, and that just seems a little more plausible to me, but I never thought they would get together or get back together. I pretty much just saw them. Willow is a lesbian now, and that seems to be the way the show has chosen to go. I don't know. I never thought that they'd get together. I just didn't see it. I've, I always felt that Xander would, something else would happen with Anya again. Yeah, I never, I never thought that Willow and Xander would get back together. It was too disastrous in season three. Yeah. It seemed to be really final there. (laughs) Well, and I like him better as friends. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, thanks, B. All right. Thank you, B. Thanks, everyone. That was a good bit of feedback. It was. So then we'll just move on to this episode. Okay. <clears throat> Which we've pretty much talked through. Yeah, it'll probably be pretty short. <laughs> talked through most of my main points. I <laughs> All right, for this season, we have numbers three and number 13. Well, selfless has got to be three, and hope is 13. You got it. Oh, man. If I got that wrong, I was going to be really mad. (laughs) Like, what is wrong with you people? (laughs) I was going to say mad at yourself or mad at everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Mad at everyone else. Yeah. Although help is not a terrible episode. I actually kind of liked it. I like I like help. Yeah. I like these episodes. Mhm. I think they're fine. Although baby does have a point. There's not enough spike. Yeah. There's not a lot of spike. And what are what's help in the series? Number 90. That seems pretty low. But huh. I guess there's 54. It's not on the bottom 50, so I guess it's not that low. But there's some stinkers. There's some stinkers. I don't know if there's 50 stinkers, though. Anyway. So, I guess 90's fine. Yep. Yeah, my first note is Millie. Yeah. Um, I wonder how, I don't think this could be, this is probably only a year or two, maybe it's about three years after Freaks and Geeks. I think the last season was, was it 2005 for Buffy? Or was it not that late? Yeah, and Freaks and Geeks was like... Um, 1000. Yeah, 2000. She looked exactly the same. (laughs) She looked exactly the same. Yep. Um, I have Cassie seems pretty cheerful for someone who knows she is going to die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then my next note is okay. Cassie's kind of adorable, and she reads Vonnegut. Right. I have some pointers for evil wardrobe twin lady. When the script says, I really like that shirt, where did you get it? 
maybe find a noticeably cute blouse of some sort. Not, not a white tank top that we've all owned. A plain white ribbed <laughs> tank top. <laughs> that you can get anywhere. <laughs> I noticed that too. I was looking at it going, I think I've had that tank top. <laughs> well, it's just a tank top. Yeah. Everyone's had that tank top. <laughs> yeah, it's everyone has owned that white ribbed tank top. And to follow that up, I have some pointers for Buffy. When you are new at a job that you're underqualified for and you want to be respected and look professional, wear something better. Don't wear a plain white ribbed tank top. <laughs> There's a point where even Dawn wears a freaking blazer. It's ugly. But she's right. <laughs> I, I just think I found it a very odd choice and I was just like that would be so against any dress code in Utah <laughs> I'm pretty sure in most schools <laughs> I just I can't see a counselor wearing a tank top and it wasn't even a fancy camisole looking tank top <laughs> right right she didn't have a fancy necklace on yeah I just can't say enough about if you want to look professional and be taken seriously I'm sorry but wear something professional don't wear a tank top yeah I I agree sheesh there might be a tank top that would be I'm not saying any tank top or sleeveless Sleeveless is different. Different, and it's still kind of on uh, on the line of yeah. appropriate or not. But tank top like that, absolutely not. Yeah, just very strange, and it's it's most likely totally just wardrobes call. I mean, they probably just the writer. I'm sure they didn't say Buffy's wearing a plain tank top to have Cassie say, "I really just." To top it all off, it's worn in a scene where she gets complimented on it. Right. Just to do the coffee stain prophecy thing. <laughs> Just seems like, why would you choose that? It could have been any white blousey shirt. <laughs> yeah. And it could have been something you'd actually compliment. <laughs> or think to compliment. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I totally thought her best friend guy could totally be in the Scooby-Doo gang. Not the Scooby gang. Like, he was a little shaggy looking. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> and I kept looking at him like, is he the Freaks and Geeks guy? Because I knew you had told me there was two Freaks right. and Geeks. Like, I know one for sure. And so I kept looking at him and I was like, mm, he just doesn't look familiar. But yeah, you're right. He looks like he could have been in like the Scooby movies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was kind of cute. He was. He was. I liked his little talk with Buffy about asking Dawn to the dance. You know? <laughs> yeah. And Buffy's all thinking that he's like going to go crazy and, you know, kill Cassie. And he's like, that's what you girls do. You drive us crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they just both have such different, like, yes. coming into that conversation so differently. <laughs> 
And I love the back and forth between Xander and Willow where he's like, love poems. And she's like, I'm over you, sweetie. And he goes, love poems. (laughs) He's always just so flattered. And it's like he needs to know that, like, Don, he's had little issues with he's the one that Don has a crush on and (laughs) just, like, feeds his ego a little bit. Yes. (laughs) And Willow's just like, really? I'm over you. Speaking of those poems, I'm always ripe and ready to make fun of the poetry, but it's actually, it's, it's pretty decent for a, I mean, if Dylan Thomas was writing it, I'd be like, what the crap? But for a high school girl, I don't know, it just seems like I'm always like, oh, this is awful. And then I listen to it and I'm like, she has a couple good lines. It's some of it's just bad emo stuff, but really bad emo stuff. Yeah, there's actually a few, and I know a high school girl didn't actually write it, but a professional writer did. Trying to be a high school girl writing it. (laughs) That's what it sounded like to me. (laughs) There's enough one or two little stanzas that I think, hmm, not real bad, not as make funnable as I want it to be. I really wanted to make fun of it. <laughs> I have, um, I'm pretty sure it's not, not at all in Buffy's job description to go to the parents' houses and tell the alcoholic dad his drinking is causing problems. Oh my gosh. And to bring her friend along. That makes me so uncomfortable. I know. Every time I watch it, I just get it. Ugh, my guts kind of tighten up. Yeah, it I mean, really makes me uncomfortable. She bib. does that, and she does it. Oh man, she can get in so much trouble. She does it in the name oh of the school. Gosh. I know. I and know. You're right. Takes a friend with her. And takes a friend with her. <laughs> that guy. I don't know. If that was real life, and that got back to the school, she would be in so oh, much trouble. She could probably get like sued. Yes. <laughs> or get the school sued for, you know. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that. You know, she was, like, handed this job. (laughs) She wears tank tops and goes to the parents' houses. (laughs) Oh, the school just wants to follow up. Um, misrepresentation. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And just the thing she said, it just, it all makes me really uncomfortable. It's very, yes, yes. It was one of my dislikes. I did did likes and dislikes. (laughs) Oh, I didn't. I keep forgetting to do those. Mm. One of my likes is Cassie's wearing a white striped shirt. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> I have, oh no, robes and rituals. <laughs> I know. It's been a while since we've seen that. <laughs> and then I have, I'm kind of liking the principal. Yeah, me too. I, he had this line delivery that just made me laugh. I love it when, I think he says to her, like, thank God it's Friday or something. And then he goes, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I know. Such a line. He got embarrassed. Yeah. And then he goes, I got to go. And he just starts laughing to himself. <laughs> I was like, okay, I like the principal. And then I have, oh, man, Spike is breaking my heart. Hmm. Yeah. 
That's where Mama Bear comes out. I just want to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> you could have the basement and come into this bed. You're right. <laughs> I had a bed brought in. <laughs> you just crawl right in next to Don. <laughs> next to Don and Romero. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm curious what what they're going to be doing with Spike here. Because now we've got two more episodes under our belt. And not much Spike. And not much Spike. And he's still, still a little crazy. Still kind of crazy in the basement. <laughs> um, yeah, my next note is, is the kid with the coins in his locker from F&G? Um... And then I have home improvement kid as a douche. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a home improvement dude till I read something about it. I didn't watch. I didn't take a lot of. <clears throat> I watched very little of that show because Tim Allen really bugged me. <laughs> yeah, I... I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I saw much of it, but I don't know somehow. You knew enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It didn't surprise I was I didn't I'm, put it together. I was not the demographic for that show. I was no. not a little teenage girl in love with all the boys on the show, and I was not a guy who thought Tim Allen was funny. Yeah, and I'm not a woman that wants to be anywhere near a man like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I need nothing to do with that. <laughs> Tools. I'm the man. (laughs) Just too much fake testosterone happening there. I just need to walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. And then I have, I bet Spike saves the day. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's Buffy. <laughs> I loved it when she just popped out of that rope. <laughs> I know. That was so great. And I like how Spike comes out just kind of like a, no hurting the girl. And Buffy's like, I'll do that. You help Cassie. And he's like, all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love, I've always loved that about those two. I love, it's just so anti-Riley. He just, there's no ego there. Yep. It's just, yeah, you're the Slayer. That's fine. You know, he just doesn't, he's perfectly fine letting Buffy do what she Letting Buffy fight the demon while he goes and unties, yeah. Um, Just one of the many reasons to love Spike. Yeah, I was happy to see him show up. I I had a feeling he was. I thought he was gonna save the day, but he helped. And that would have been fine, but I like how they did it a little better. I like how they did it too. Yeah, yeah. Buffy being on <laughs> the road that was great. And then yeah, I've got well lame. I thought I was kind of hoping Cassie would be around for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, but, but it, it does have a nice moment in the show that she just can't. <laughs> you know, I like what it does say, that sometimes fate just is fate. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you know, I'm looking at the IMBD page, and this, uh, no, not that. I'm looking at the wiki page, and there's two actors, D.B. Woodside and Glenn Morshower, who played Mr. Newton. Um, they both star together in 24. So this episode had two Freaks and Geeks stars and two 24 stars in the same episode. And a home improvement star. <laughs> and a home improvement, but there's no match for him. <laughs> oh. Zachary Taylor Thomas, what was his name? Something like that. I don't know their name. I don't know his name. The, the darker-haired kid. <laughs> he should have been in the show, too. That would have been great. <laughs> the, the symmetry kid. <laughs> oh, were there three kids? Really? There was an older, and that was the one that was in it. And then the one that you're talking about was the middle kid. And then there was a younger, lurpy kid. Oh, I have I, no, I have no I, image of the last child. <laughs> Not even a hint. <laughs> I can't really picture him. I, in my mind, I'm thinking buggy eyes. I guess he had buggy eyes. <laughs> Alright, um, do I have anything else? Oh, there is talk, and I didn't research enough to confirm nor deny this, but I've heard this a few times, that this was the first time in pop culture that the term Googled was used as a... Uh, Oh, verb? Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. It's possible people were saying it, but it was the first time it actually appeared in something. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised to hear it. Oh, yeah? I don't think I would have thought anything about it. <laughs> I would have just heard it and been like, yeah, Googled. <laughs> yeah, I... So this, what did you say this was, 2005? Uh, I'm, I've got, I'm I guess I keep here. thinking. Oh, it's only this, 2002. Yeah, I was going to say, I just keep thinking it's earlier than I thought. Well, that's interesting. For some reason, I always pictured that this was, I thought like one time I noticed, oh, so Buffy was ending around when I was having Scout, but I had Scout in 2005. Buffy was around my first year of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy was ending my first year of marriage. Anyway, okay. So it's not even that much longer from... It's not as long from Freaks and Geeks as I thought. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... I would say that is pretty early in Google days. Yeah, yes it is. Oh. <laughs> I have a like. I like that the demon bites that guy before exploding. Just <laughs> 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 kind of a good moment. <laughs> it was. And then he was all, help me, I'm bleeding. And right. <laughs> Buffy just leaves him. <laughs> <laughs> and he has some stupid line like, where's my infinite money or my infinite riches? riches. <laughs> it's like, Ugh. I did not like him at all. He uh, he makes me recall the, uh, and I'm sure I'm not alone, the Reptile Boys fraternity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they 
raised. Maybe he uh, knew about that or something. Well, and how he comes up to Dawn to see if she's been asked to the dance. and Right. Jackass. Yeah. Pretty douchey. But I do definitely like... I like uh, Cassie's prophecies. Especially the one where she says that she'll tell you someday. That just... I remember first time hearing that. I'm like, oh, yay! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's all I really will say about that. Yep, <laughs> at this I time. Got, <laughs> I got onto that and I was like, oh. Crazy brain Spike has no idea what she's talking about. I don't know. He might have. He did look a little confused. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Okay. okay. On to selfless. Yeah. Selfless is ranked number 23 of all time. Oh, wow. Hmm. Wow. It was a good episode. It was fun. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I think the title is interesting when you think about it. Um, it wasn't about being like a selfless person. It was that Anya's always been kind of selfless. <laughs> yep. I like yep. that little spin. My prediction was wrong. It wasn't Spike doing a selfless act. Right. Was he even in this episode? I don't think he was at all. No, he was. This is... This is the Spike hallucination when Buffy comes down. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I thought it was before when she... Oh, no, it is. You're right. No, is it? I thought it. When we were talking, I thought it was when she comes down and is like, there's a girl. Right. This is, okay, last episode was the one where he's just still, like he says, if he doesn't move, he won't hurt or whatever. Okay. Right, and he's like, can you help me or something? She says, I think it's worse when I'm here. That was sad. Yep. Um, see, because I thought she said that on the, no, it was, uh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I'm confusing both little yeah. spike scenes. There are only no, two little ones. There's two little ones, and in the help one, it's when he's just sitting still, she comes down, and she's like, you got to help me here. Evil down here, or, you know. Do you know anything about this girl that's in trouble? Right, right. And then he's just kind of like, no. And then he's like, please stay. Help me be quiet. Okay, so you're right. Yes. Yep. I feel very good about that now. Yep. And she says, I think it's worse when I'm here. Yep. I think she leaves in this episode with, you got to get out of this basement. (laughs) When she's doing the tough love. Or just tough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my first note on Selfless is, whoa, that's a lot of dead guys. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty disturbing. It's disturbing to see Anya do that right now. It it gave yeah. me a yucky feeling. It did. It did. I did not. I did not like it. Uh, I I did think Don had a pretty good moment helping Willow pack for college. I don't know quite what they're doing. They look like they're packing for a trip, but all she's doing is going back to college, right? Yeah. So does that mean that Willow's moving into the dorms again? Is is Willow moving out? That's what I took it as. Ah. Uh, no. <laughs> think so. I could be wrong, honestly, but was she packing a suitcase? What were they doing? I always just, I've never put them both together. I just thought that she's helping her pack, but it's like, wait a minute, she's just going back to college. Is she helping her pack her backpack? It seemed like they were packing clothes. I don't know what's going on, and honestly, I don't know. She could be moving out. Well, I don't remember. <laughs> You've seen it. I have. Does, does Willow live in the dorms again? That's what I assumed. I thought Willow was moving back to the dorms. Like she just wanted to go to college and, you know, I get out of I honestly say I can't remember one scene of Willow being in the dorms again. Huh. I can okay. say that. But that's all I can really say with authority. Because I remember even thinking, I bet Emily's happy that Willow is finally like <laughs> <moving> Freeloader! <laughs> <laughs> and it made sense to me. I'm like, she probably doesn't want to live in the room that Tara was shot in. And, sure. That she's you know. with Tara. Right, right. So it made, that's what I assumed was that Willow was moving out. And honestly, <laughs> Willow has the master bedroom in that house. <laughs> I could go off on that, but I won't. <laughs> Well, Buffy was dead. <laughs> and that was all fine, but now you think about it. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> A good friend would be like, do you want the main room now? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that Buffy would want her room still, but I think Joyce's has an adjoining bathroom, so I'd probably be willing to give up my old room for the master room with the bathroom yeah. attached. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm the one working at the Double Mute Palace and the high school. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm healing my skin. <laughs> and not doing magic. <laughs> I'm healing. <laughs> anyway. My point was, I thought Dawn had some pretty good lines in that scene. She, I liked her like, my protein window closes in an hour. Just smile and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> out that like thing that. about nutrition. <laughs> like, that's probably something you hear a lot in Southern California. <laughs> I know. Just obnoxious crap like that. <laughs> my protein window is closing. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, and I've got Ha Ha, Anya, and Olaf. Was she just cuddling a rabbit? <laughs> yep. So, fun fact about that is that... So they... F- I don't know if you noticed, I didn't. But apparently they filmed that with a few things in mind. One, they framed it and did bad framing shots on purpose to make it look like a bad movie. Mm-hmm. And they do kind of do like an over... 
filter that is kind of old movie looking. Yeah, it was old movie looking kind of. I noticed that. The other thing they were going to do is have real Swedish people dub in the voices badly. But um, uh, blanking. I, I can remember Ben Ruby's name. <laughs> That's the guy that plays Olaf. Um, and Emma Caulfield. Emma Caulfield, thank you. They learned their lines phonetically and did it, both of them, and they were so impressed. They're like, oh, all right, let's just leave that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was going to be one of the effects, which would have been kind of fun, too. But That would have been kind of funny. But it was impressive. I, I remember being like, wow, what are, are they speaking gibberish or is that a language? <laughs> Well, that's what I wrote. I have, what is this language supposed to be? And then I put, <laughs> are they from the old country that Latka and Simka are from? <laughs> Where were they from? You never know. They just call it, like, the old country. Oh, really? They never say some, like, made-up country? Yeah. And then I put, are they the mountain people? Because didn't Latka always talk about, like, the mountain people? He was, like, afraid of them. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Why aren't the writers taxi fans? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was just waiting to hear, like, Ibida. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, Perfect Strangers. What country was Balky from? Was That that was a made-up country, right? Yeah. Oh, it's been too long for that. I, I can't remember what his... but. I, I watched way more Taxi than I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that was a real language. And it might, I don't know if it was like, I don't know if it was kind of like how maybe Gaelic is kind of mm-hmm. unofficially Irish and very old. Right, right. I don't know if it's some sort of old style of it, although that just seems like a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, I seriously just thought they were just kind of speaking gibberish, like Lotkin and Simka. It takes place in Shornjost. That's, I'll just spell it. S-J-O-R-N-J-O-S-T. Sweden. 880 A.D. You're like a Baltic woman from a more arid region. <laughs> I loved it when Anya just mentions the word breeding with the rabbits and Olaf jumps up and is like, all this talk of breeding. <laughs> all this talk. <laughs> I know, she's like. <laughs> Maybe that's what makes her afraid of rabbits. Like, they bred and bred and bred and overtook. Oh. I don't know. And maybe... <laughs> He wasn't a very pleasant lover, and all the talk would <laughs> just too much. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, my next note is, oh crap! I thought that scene between Spike and Buffy was real. <laughs> yeah. And then I have Cat Spike just go back to his crypt, or did Clem take it over? I don't know. Cause yeah, cause she does. She's like, you need to get out of this. Yeah, basement. It's making you crazy. 
and he's like, I don't have anywhere to go. Oh, man. Bear <laughs> Mama Bear's bed. <laughs> <laughs> My next note is, I'm not sure Cat's going to be happy with Willow's red tights. <laughs> I wrote, I can't help but notice Willow's tight boots combo and wondering what Catherine thinks of this. <laughs> Future Cat, what say Future you? Future Cat. <laughs> Although it seems like boots and tights is a more acceptable form of fashion. That's what I was wondering if, because Cat had a problem with the tights and the tennis shoes. Yeah, and that does, I can totally see that. And I don't yeah. like boots. Anyway, I am just outing myself as a really non-boot person. <laughs> Me, no, likey. Anyway, so... Your legs are way too long to wear boots. Is that it? I think so. I just never think they're very flattering on girls. I think they take away ankles. And you need ankles. <laughs> yeah. In the wintertime, I don't mind boots. I don't wear them hardly at all. Yeah, I... I have one pair, and then I took a pair of mom's. <laughs> and then I took mom's Sorrells. I'm so excited to wear them this winter. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever owned a pair of boots, they would be white, and they would be go-go. <laughs> and I would wear those. <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> I did not mind. I never owned a pair. But I didn't mind the... I call them cat boots of the 90s that people wore with, like, leather skirts. And they were kind of tight and mm-hmm. calf length. Mm-hmm. I always thought those were pretty cute. I just didn't own a pair. I do not like today's boots. The ankle boots? Nothing. Not even... No, no, no. Yeah, I, I hate those. Yeah. Hate the ankle ones. I just don't like any of them. I don't like boots. That's you that. don't have to like them. I don't have to like them, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about boots. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> My next note's a spider. Gross. M. <laughs> Then the spider didn't bug me. Yeah. I want to say one more thing. All that being said, I thought Willow's little outfit was kind of cute. Those were more 90s boots. (laughs) I wouldn't wear it, but I thought it was kind of cute. Okay. I'm good. Um... There's Rose Anders line, the high flying fun, and just laughed again. <laughs> this is not high flying fun. That <laughs> was just good, some good classic Xander. Yeah. Oh, and I also wrote those decorative canisters in, in Anya's kitchen are ginormous. I don't know if you noticed them. I notice them every time. I didn't. Uh-uh. They're metal, and they're obviously decorative. And she's in an apartment. They're metal and square, and they each have a number on them, and they're brown. They're huge. <laughs> that would just drive me crazy in my kitchen. For any reason. I mean, even if she put flour and sugar in them, like, or coffee mm-hmm. or whatever. They're too big. <laughs> they're so big. <laughs> I did not notice. <laughs> no one in their 
set dressing. You got an evil twin working today? <laughs> no one in their right mind to live in an apartment would have something that big using up their counter space. Crazy. Oh, one of my dislikes is they do the trope. The when were you going to tell me this? I'm telling you now. I hate oh. that trope in movies and TV. I hate that too, and it's not like Willow kept this a secret for days and days. Not like was, kicking your kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was the same day. It was. I mean, she sent them out, and then she did a little more investigating. To, I kind of felt like to kind of get more of a handle on it, and they didn't need that information to go kill the spider anyway. Right. Right. It just bugged the crap out of me that they <laughs> did that trope, and yeah. Even if he said, when were you going to tell me this? If she would have given any answer in the world would have been better than I'm telling you now. Yes, I hate that. She should have said, what do you mean? <laughs> it just happened this morning, you big idiot. <laughs> I know, exactly. That's like a more natural answer. I hate that answer that I'm telling you now, and I hate the, why didn't you tell me this? Because you didn't ask. I hate that one, too. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Because you didn't ask. That right? is like, are you in third grade? <laughs> I know, I hate that so much. Especially when it's something that they know they have information that can help. It's like, they don't have to ask for it. You know it. You give it, you know? Yes. Ugh, so annoying. Um, Bates Motel did it. They did. That was... Romero and the Fisherman guy. Yes. It's like, you basically watched a guy dump a body. <laughs> I mean, he didn't, but, you know. Right. Suspicious activity, and then someone found dead. And anyway... Um, so I have, okay, I'm confused. So Anya had powers before Dahoffrin made her a vengeance demon. I thought she was human in the first scene. She wanted to get, give away things to be nice. So, so she was a witch. Yeah, that's, that's I okay. think there's been hints of her being a witch anyway, like the, uh, in Doppelgangland. Is it, is that the one? The wish. So Doppelgangland is when she comes back and she's like, I can do this spell, I just need some help. So oh, yeah. Willow to help her. So that, and then. I just thought that was all vengeance demon stuff. I don't know. I'm, but maybe it's, I don't know if I thought that first time around. But knowing, I've just totally, I didn't think there was a question. I never would have thought there'd be a question that she was able to do that. Because I just, my brain just went. Oh, she's a pretty powerful witch. And that's kind of how Willow started and Dahoffrin caught her. Is, ooh, you have a knack for that. You know, the spell you cast, not everyone can do that. You've got a knack to be a vengeance demon. And he pinpointed that with Willow. Oh, and my best part, I do, I love Dahoffrin too. He is definitely one of my favorite um, reoccurring characters. I just love his little way about him. Mm-hmm. And, oh, train of thought, train of thought. What was I getting at? 
Oh, um, I think I got it. <laughs> so, nope. <laughs> Is it when Willow summons him in the bathroom? Yeah, okay, so when he says, oh, you know, he's like, when she flays Warren. Mm-hmm. And how, what grand that was, and he goes, <laughs> he says, Lloyd has a sketch of it on his wall. <laughs> Who is Lloyd? <laughs> Are we supposed to know who Lloyd is, or is he just like a friend of Dauphin's? <laughs> That's what I assumed. He's just another Dauphin-like. <laughs> but his name's Lloyd. I don't know if all vengeance demons have to be women. I kind of get the impression that there's men, too, so it could be just one of his vengeance demons. <laughs> right. I, just, I like when he said that Warren's death was water cooler vengeance. Right. <laughs> yeah. I take it that, like, Lloyd is another Dehoffer, and, like, maybe they each have their own vengeance demons oh. that they're in charge of or something. Oh, that's totally plausible also. It's now that it's water cooler vengeance. It's totally yes, like it's the, the, the and bosses are with the water yes. cooler talking about what their vengeance demons did. Yes, exactly. Okay, I like that. I just I love the fact that we don't know who Lloyd is, and it's just such a casual <laughs> sentence. <laughs> the plane of Warren was water cooler vengeance. Lloyd has a sketch of it on his wall. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yep, and next note is, holy crap, Anya's dead. And then I have, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> is this like Anya's brain doing weird things in her dying moment? Yeah, and the song, the song's funny. It's, uh, it reminds me of, um... <laughs> It, uh, the song somewhere that's green from what's that movie? Audrey Two. What is that? Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah, yeah. Audrey's, Aud- yeah, Audrey's little song. Talking about a little, um, such a little uh, like fifties lifestyle. <laughs> Sorry, Lola's doing stuff. <laughs> It just it reminded me of just like that 50s mentality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just modern girls, if you can call Audrey modern. Just having like this little picturesque thought of marriage and their life. It just reminded me of that song. <laughs> it was a catchy little song. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the others. but No. My favorite part about it is that we get just a very subtle reference to the we get like it sounds like the mustard guy is at a restaurant and he and the waitress are talking because he got mustard on his shirt and it's his favorite shirt he says <laughs> I listened with subtitles it was funny but it's just too funny that they had that going on in the background <laughs> that's just so funny and apparently there was coconuts on the counter which is supposed to remind us that there's a scene in Once More with Feeling where they're like it's when they're all talking at the same time 
that they all had a weird experience with singing the day before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and either Anya or, um, or Xander says something. And the coconuts? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And Tara and Willow sang about couscous. Anyway. So there was a little couple coconuts on the counter as a kind of a reference to that. How funny. So, yeah, interesting ending. So, the Hoffering kills Halfrax instead. Halfrax. Yep, very Princess Bride. To the pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, Anya is not a vengeance demon anymore, right? No, she's... No. No. She, I think, I don't know if she asked not to be a vengeance demon, but she definitely, in saying that she wanted to take back the fraternity boy's killing, he stripped her of being a vengeance at all, which is probably what she wanted to. I think she was essentially saying, I can't do this anymore. Right, because she thought the only way to bring the frat boys back was just to kill her. Yeah. She was ready and willing for that. Which, you know, Dehoferin, it is partly your fault. You made her mortal again. Right. And then you took her at a time where she was most vulnerable yes. and suggested she be a vengeance demon again. You have no one to blame but yourself, Dehoferin. That's true. That is true. So I do like when he's like, Xander says something and he's like, Ooh, he's gallant, isn't he? I understand what you saw in him. <laughs> I just love him. He makes me laugh. And I love... I love the Russian scene so much. There's just a few things about it I love. I love how they're just trying to have like a refined dinner with all the chaos happening around them. And I love that they're doing it with like really blood-stained gloves. Did you notice? Both their gloves are like... Soaked, soaked in blood, in blood. <laughs> <laughs> <And> nothing else <laughs> is but <laughs> but Halfrek and Anya their blood their gloves their white gloves are just totally blood stained oh <clears throat> and I, I it just it's so refined and funny and the guy it's just such an obvious dumb joke but the guy <laughs> comes screaming and burning <laughs> burning <laughs> I know. And I like that they kind of imply that Anya started the Russian communist revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Just all tickles me. The whole combination. Yep, that was a fun little scene. Oh, here's a little fun fact. Oh, I got a couple. Um, Okay, so Goddard, he's the one that wrote it says that he chose the name Odd for Anya's original human name because while researching Viking names, he found a Viking king named Olaf who had a wife named Odd, known for her sense of humor and her ability to manage money. The description of Odd fit Anya so well that he had to use the name. (laughs) And also, Sarah Michelle Gellar was only available for three days shooting this episode because she was getting married to Freddie Prince Jr. Oh. So this is where she gets married in Sarah Michelle Geller's. (laughs) (laughs) 
now you've gotten <laughs> her character name <laughs> and her act, her real name, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> <laughs> no more sugar, but more podcasting. <laughs> huh, I thought she had gotten early, married earlier than that. So. Nope. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> Well, it also says that Odd and Olaf are legendary figures from Scandinavian mythology. There's numerous conflicting reports of what the two got up to. Most have them being royalty and living in the 7th century. Since the Odd and Olaf we meet in the 9th century and didn't seem to be royalty, they're probably not intended to be the figures of legend. <laughs> I wouldn't look at them as royalty. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, and I liked this because I didn't catch it. Um, Spike says to Buffy, scream, Montresor, like, all you like, pet. And it says it's likely a reference to Edgar Allan Poe's short story, The Cask of Amontillado. 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 Um, which I have read, but I just didn't catch the name. <laughs> it says in the story... Montresor leads his friend Fortunato to a catacomb and, desiring revenge, traps him in. At one point, near the end of the story, Fortunato shouts out, For the love of God, Montresor. But as screams do nothing to change Montresor's mind, he leaves Fortunato for dead. Yeah, he breaks him in. That's right, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's obviously what he's saying. I don't I, remember him saying that, though. I don't either. He says it to Buffy. <laughs> it's odd that we don't remember, because they had, like, a one-minute... I know! <laughs> <laughs> it, this, so, I know we just discussed this, and I had a major crisis about it. This is the one where he's imagining her, and then she... Well, something's going on. He's imagine she's being all nice, nice. And, and it turns out not like, to be her. He's like, yeah, because she's all, it's you and me, we're going to get through this, you know. I do remember a point where she's kind of mean at the very beginning, and he does that crazy giggle and says something. I bet that's when he says it. Mm. Yeah, well, because she's being all nice. And then you see her walking up to him, and so, like, the audience and Spike realize that was a hallucination, and that's when he starts giggling. Yes. And that's when she's like, you gotta get out of this basement. Right. <laughs> so I'm guessing <laughs> that's probably when he says it. Like, the first yep. thing he says to her, kind of a thing. The yep. real Buffy. Yep. So, yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah. So, so what's, um... What's, what's going to happen with uh, Anya and Xander? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> they die together in a fiery... <laughs> a big 
fiery inferno. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have predicted that. <laughs> In the last episode. <laughs> I really thought they were going to kill her off. Man, this show just jerks you around. Sure does. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Yep. It just you think for sure. I really did and it made sense. And I was like this is really going to cause some conflict between Buffy and Xander now for the rest of the, you know. It really would. Ooh, that would be interesting. Parallel universe Buffy. That's <laughs> that's where I was going. I was like, I'd man. Like to see that. So, hmm. Spoiler alert, there's more jerking around to come. <laughs> <laughs> so when I actually do see someone die, I'm going to be like, nope. <laughs> if they had to do with dying. Everyone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a who lives, who dies game. We'll have to do it soon. We've only got like 17 episodes left. I know. I'll get it worked out. We got get we got some time. <laughs> no, we don't. We're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> you only have two more coming right now. What are my next ones? Him. Uh-oh. H-I-M. And conversations with dead people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think conversations with dead people. I think you're gonna take that one literally. (laughs) I'm taking this one literally. Yes, exactly. This is going to be where Spike finally, like confronts the guilt or like allows himself to move past it or something like he has conversations with people he killed (laughs) and they forgive him (laughs) works out all his demons he does because he just can't they just can't give Spike his soul and then make him crazy in the basement the whole time. (laughs) That just is unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm surprised, frankly, that we're five episodes in and he's still there. It's like, come on. You know. They've been doing other stuff. They'll get to Spike. There's 17 left, Emily. (laughs) That that sounds kind of like a lot. (laughs) It doesn't sound like a lot to me. (laughs) That's like, <laughs> that's like six seasons of Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you put it that way. <laughs> no, they've got to get this spike stuff moving. So, yeah, and then conversations with dead people, that's going to be Spike confronting demons and allowing himself to move past and accepting 
his soul and moving on. Yep. Okay. Him. I don't know. I'm think it just seems like a one-off. I'm thinking like robot or something. <laughs> a robot episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> I don't have good feelings about it because I just want to say it like, oh, him? You know, like, oh, right. is Riley back? <laughs> if, there, if there hadn't have been a Riley back episode already, I would have begged this one as it. Him? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe Dawn gets a boyfriend or something. I don't know. I don't know. Him is weird. Those are my predictions. <laughs> Spike works out his demons in conversations with dead people, and him is weird. <laughs> him is either a robot <laughs> or, or Don gets a boyfriend. <laughs> is this boyfriend a robot? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Don gets a robot boyfriend. <laughs> she fixed up the Warren robot. I don't ever want to see his face again. <laughs> well, I don't know how you're going to feel about him. But I have a feeling you will enjoy conversations with dead people. Cool. A lot. Because I'm, because I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> when are you ever right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hmm. True though. <laughs> yeah, you've been right a few times. I have never been right. I've, I've been like. In the ballpark. <laughs> Dear boy. <laughs> and I think my second favorite is something blue. <laughs> blue people. <laughs> I think I got Cordelia and the Beasts right <laughs> I said it was Cordelia and Beasts. Cordelia's <laughs> <laughs> a beauty and, <laughs> and Cordelia <beasts>. and, and <laughs> Beasts. <laughs> oh, the fun we've had. What's, what's the one that I thought it was just going to be Giles' brain in a <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, What is that called? Oh, um... I can't remember. I have out of my mind. Yes, out of my mind. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was another parallel universe. <laughs> Buffy, I'd like to see. His child. They put, remember they put the glasses on the child. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Stewart Head could just move back for the whole series to England and just send the sound bites. <laughs> it would have been genius. 
<laughs> with the glasses on the screen. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's still funny. <laughs> still funny. <laughs> oh, two us at least. <laughs> I know. It's like, cut all this out. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. We got a walk and dead to talk about. We gotta, yes. <laughs> we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> okay, so that's next. Although next episode we will be recording will be Angel, and we're gonna have a special guest Matt Asendorf joining us for that. Yep. Unless something happens. <laughs> <laughs> Those will be fun ones to talk about. Yeah. Especially the one. Yeah. yeah. Spin the bottle's fun. Yeah. Which is the reason Matt wanted to talk about these episodes. Nice. Alright, so send us your feedback. Yep, send it to suewatchesbuffy at gmail.com. Join the conversation. You can even guess with us. We take guests. We like guests. There's only 17 episodes left. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly how many podcasts it is, but, well, there's there's Angel Ones, too. Right. But anyway, if you've got something coming up that you enjoy... Now's your time. Yeah, and you people listening that have guested with us before, and I think you should all pick a little cluster of episodes that are on the Sue Watches Buffy page, and... Join us. Join us. Yeah. Be anytime. anytime. Give us a call. Say, Say hey. hey. I want to record with you guys for these. I should uh, I should look I through should. and see if there's anything I think B should just prepare herself for. <laughs> <laughs> Would be fun to talk with B about. I'll I'll have to give that a I'll have to give the list a little look see and see. Anyway, join us on Facebook. Yes, Mother Podcast is where you'll find Buffy Talk with Sue. Sue watches Buffy. Page is where you'll find where we can talk about it without Sue. Uh, yep. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.
was working on Dollhouse by then. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know the time. Was. I have no idea on the time frame of that one. Yeah. Not either. <laughs> <laughs> Donut. <laughs> Last bite. <laughs> Man, I just ate a donut. It was half a donut. I just ate a donut and drank a Coke. <laughs> like, sure, I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have not done that. <laughs> Ooh, that's a long cat script. Yeah. Holy she, crap. She had things to say. <laughs> wow. They were some heavy hitter episodes, if you'll remember. Oh, wow. She's a hush. Wow. And then the I Will Remember You from, and she loves Buffy and Angel, so. (laughs) (laughs) That one meant more to her than us. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. She's now watching Angel, too. So there's more. Cool. And when she was, when she and dad were at my house before they, headed home um she and i were talking about the let's all try and get together to watch the very final buffy and she's on board is she good because i'm like i was thinking okay she seems to be doing one grouping a week and that's not gonna cut it (laughs) (laughs) because we're doing one grouping a week (laughs) yeah so she needs to step up her game she really could just focus on Buffy. She could, for sure. You know? And put the angels aside and just plow through Buff. You really can, because that's what I did with season, in season five of Buffy, and you don't miss it. I mean... Right. There's so little to do with each other. After a certain point... Uh, we'll give her a few weeks and see what she does and then suggest that. Yeah. So, okay. 